0: Episode number 130 of the Canadian Prepper podcast. We're recording September the 12th, 2021. My name is Eric, i host of the show, I'm based in Southern Ontario. I'm hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. Uh, as a first responder, I witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events and started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer.
1: I'm Alan, I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd.
2: And I'm Jeff. I'm based in central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, soon-to-be ham radio operator, and general overall handyman. And no, I don't have a call sign yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where to go, Jeff. Way to go.
3: <laughs> I'm Just Carmen. I'm good. based in BC. I'm a micro-homesteader, wife, general domestic guru. I love sharing and, and including learning more knowledge about everything from canning to quilting to throwing an axe. And I recently got my PAL along with my restricted, so I'm... And you know, hopefully in three or four months, I'll be able to go get my boomstick.
1: <laughs> best, best of luck to that.
3: Yes, I want to go hunting. <laughs> go ahead, Brad.
4: Nice. Hi, I'm Brad. I'm from uh, Eastern <laughs> Ontario. I've been interested in and practicing some level of preparedness since uh, the ice storm hit here in 98. And I've had a hell of a journey.
1: Oh, Dale, you, uh, I think I think most of us have come, got into this because of the ice storm in '98. Yep.
4: Seventeen how days you without power. By wow! Uh, well, Seventeen long. days without power in my parents' place. Uh, we had two wood stoves going just about nonstop. No generator. Uh, I hooked up a uh, car battery to a small inverter to. Push some power to some small fans to push the heat around the house coming from the wood stoves, and we did all right. We came oh. out of there, and it really clicked a, a switch on to me. To, i got to be a heck of a lot more prepared than we were there. And yeah, but since at, then least, it's they, just at been least they a had a
2: wood stove to help out. Yep.
4: Yes, we did. One upstairs, one downstairs, and it kept oh, nice. the house nice and warm. We walked around in T-shirts and shorts some days with – you know, minus thirty degree weather outside, and it was uh, it was definitely an eye opener. Definitely an nice. eye opener.
0: All right. Well, if you want to help support the show, keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. Uh, we have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast T-shirt and the Tactical Velcro Patch at PrepperPodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep lights on and the backup generator fueled.
1: And if you are enjoying the show, please take a few minutes, like us on Facebook, and submit a review on iTunes, or whatever podcast app you get us from. We also want your feedback, good or bad, and even if there's just a topic you want us to cover, email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Is everybody ready for the dad joke of the night?
0: We've got some shuffling content for you in this episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start off with some preparedness-related news articles. Next, we'll let you know what we've done for our preparedness this uh, past week, and then we'll get into the main topic: food rotation.
1: Let's move into some news. Uh, a couple of articles I put in here: um, Hurricane Larry. I don't know if you heard of him, making things difficult in Newfoundland. <laughs> Uh, one of the things I found interesting in this article is that advanced polling stations are closed. So, uh, without getting into a conspiracy theory, because I don't think it's possible for anybody to create a storm, uh, it does speak to the limited accessibility and fragility of our electoral system. The other never one say I put
5: in—never
1: in, never say never. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the other one I put in yeah. here is a little, little more off the beaten path. Apparently, there are amphibious fish, which I didn't know until tonight. Uh, there are a few different yes. species of amphibious fish that enjoy. Uh, up to two months at a time out of the water. And the University of Guelph is making amphibious fish smarter by exercising them. Uh, Apparently the the additional exercise um, forces greater amounts of oxygen into their lungs and as a result they get smarter. And this just seems like a terrible idea. I I feel like we're (laughs) messing with evolution at this point and um, I Are they
3: like bad. hitting them oh. with a stick to make a move all the time, or like? Uh, according, I gotta read this According now. <laughs> to
1: according to the article, yeah. it is a boop yeah. on the nose.
3: Huh. A boop on the
1: nose. A boop on the nose. Yes, that, that's Literally that's a, what the CBC reported on.
0: A
3: boop okay. on the nose. I remember that next time I'm in the gym. <laughs> all right then. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so if uh, if everyone uh, hasn't been living under a rock, there's uh, there's an election underway here. So uh, get out mm-hmm. and vote. September 20th. Going tomorrow. Yep. Or if you got some early poll stations in your area, get out and vote, make use of your throwaway pencil.
3: I'm There's gonna no keep
0: mine. No, <laughs> love people, all of them. we're all pretty disappointed about that, but... Uh,
3: i to keep mine.
0: <laughs> it is, but don't forget, get out and vote and do your do your thing.
2: And just before I go on to my uh, my couple quick things, just a, uh, a shout out. Uh, yesterday was the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So to all of those uh, first responders who were running in while everybody was running out, I salute you. All of those who paid the ultimate price. Amen. Um, Mm -hmm. So my one uh, thing from CTV News is they're talking about a growing risk of a a once-in-a-century solar superstorm that could knock out the internet. Take that with a grain of salt. The growing risk has gone from 12% to 16%. So... Don't be running out there thinking something's going to happen. It just seems to be great, gaining a bit of traction. There's a couple different uh, news sources that have picked up on it. Um, hmm. I mean, it's, it's a but rare also event. don't ignore it's it. Happened. It's yeah. happened. Um, you know, the last more or less big one was uh, 1989 there in Quebec that basically knocked the province out for, I don't know what, 9, 10, 11 hours. Um, there's been a couple, you know, back in the, uh, the early days that were – uh, fairly significant. So it can happen.
1: Event. Tell yep. tell us, Jeff, what happened before the internet? When uh, when when stuff like this happened, what were the consequences?
2: Well, the the one they said with the Carrington event was it basically burned up all of the uh, transmission lines where they were using the um, the Morse code in that telegraph. And it just, yeah, it just burned up all their transmission lines.
0: Oof. Yep, that's not good.
2: Nope and the other one which has been a an ongoing issue and probably will continue to be for a long time and they just need other things to blame on it is now they're laying blame on hurricane ida uh that one that uh smacked new orleans pretty hard it's it's -hmm. the Um, ministry
1: of plenty that is controlling that hurricane ida has nothing to do with it and don't be fooled
2: poor ida (laughs) now they're saying it's just gonna worsen the supply chain issue that was already there and already bad so they just needed something else to complain about. So I uh, just put a link in there from the business insider that they're just saying the supply chain is going to get worse.
0: <sighs> yeah. Not shocking. Larky.
2: Not nope. shocking. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, when you consider that uh, 12% of the oil production uh, down there is still offline a week after the storm, that's a fairly significant amount.
0: Yep. It is. Mm-hmm. Right. Shall we move into what we've done lately for preps?
2: I've done nothing and that includes getting my ham license so way to go Jeff <laughs> I'm not yeah, mad I'm disappointed <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, just disappointed
1: Jeff that's all
2: yeah, yeah that's fine
0: all nope. right. you got time He's yet it's not about it nope. Nope.
2: Well, I thought <laughs> oh, but I actually had an appointment that, that got cancelled but hey it is what it is
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. well set another hard date and we'll give you a rough time and you don't write by then too uh, so for myself, I uh, got out for a few days. I won't admit that it was out with Jeff and a few other guys because uh, I don't know Jeff because he doesn't have a <laughs> license. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got out uh, the fish camp go every year out to uh, the middle of nowhere, got to test some gear. Uh, so brought the generator along this year and uh, happy to report that it runs and it runs quite well. We got about 13 plus hours out of it on the tank of gas and there's still some gas left in it. And uh Made use of it by uh, plugging the smoker into it and uh, having some smoked ribs and chicken and uh, pulled pork. So it was fantastic. We ate well, but no, but no smoked fish. But no smoked fish, no, because gotcha. I didn't fish. No.
2: Yep, I, who, fi- who can,
0: I fished out of the cooler. Can, I didn't fish out of the lake. Yep.
2: Who else can claim that they're so, <laughs> so far out in the boonies? There's no That's just hard cell sometimes. service, <laughs> no internet service, no nothing. But we had smoked ribs and pulled pork. Yep.
3: Oh, fantastic. Yeah was good. Well I'm still canning a lot and getting some meat put away recently went to Costco's spent more than it should probably and I'm still canning it up it's in the fridge right now taking up a lot of space so I have that tonight will be finished and uh, stocking up a bit more in the pantry going through a bit more filling in the gaps I guess would be the word now is getting the gaps filled in I have the essentials down I feel and uh, just getting some gaps filled in at this point and of course, my gym is now ninety percent complete. So I've been working out in the mornings and feeling good. It's been nice. I've been a real gym in the house again.
1: That's fantastic. I'm uh, I'm really excited to be able to move my gym into the into its forever home. <laughs> getting there, which is a phenomenal segue into what I've done legally for props. So this week I have spent all my time working on my garage. I did manage to get a stripe on my jiu jitsu belt this week. Uh, which is fantastic. That was a lot of fun. And got some meal preps done for the week and added some cans to the back of the pantry so that we could rotate them through.
0: Nice. That is a fantastic segue into the main topic. Mm-hmm. I planned that. Well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move into the main topic then, shall we? Then we're talking about food rotation this evening. So figured we'd do it kind of a... Uh, just a general chit chat amongst the panelists. Maybe get some live uh, live chat questions in there as well, because why not? And uh, it's a pretty popular topic. A lot of people ask, you know, why food rotation? Don't I just, you know, buy a bunch of stock and just throw it on a shelf somewhere, and let it sit, and then when shit hits the fan, well, that's what I, I use. Uh, it's because you end up with, with
1: a, it's because you end up with an overabundance of lima beans and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You end up with a whole bunch of stuff that you may or may not like,
1: and it may or may not be good are,
0: and chances are, it might be bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah. Um, being prepared is not just necessarily taking a whole stockpile of food, shoving it in the corner, and then not looking at it for 20 years and hoping it's good when something happens. Uh, there's a whole uh, whole way of planning things out and making sure you're you're using what you have and rotating it out, and that way it keeps it fresh. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll open it up to the panel here and start throwing some things out. And I've got a few things on my list as well, but...
2: Well, I was going to say, that's where when Alan talked about the food prep, that's where that can come in is you look at your pantry, you see what you've got, what's maybe about to expire or or has been there for a while, and you plan that into your food prep for that week. So you're going to use it up, put that on your shopping list for the next time to refill what you've used.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. For anybody who's ever worked that's in a stock really room before, we FIFO we FIFO our, our, our rations or our uh, preserves. Yep. So first in, first out. That's why you stack it to the back. However, you do that. However, whatever method you like, whether it's left to right, front to back, top to bottom, whatever it is, uh, just make sure that it's organized and in a way that you can see everything. It's uh, it's the number one thing with your pantry is you get you end up with stuff shoved back in the corners and you and you don't know where things are, which is less than pleasant. So, um, find a way. Um, my uh, my grandparents had this uh, had like like this like fifteen foot chest freezer in the basement, and they had on top of it a um, a card system, so it was like a, like a stack of cards that, that worked out to about one for every eight inches in width and five layers deep so that they could always keep track of where things were in the freezer, so you, you didn't have to go digging too far. You could, you could get to within like one cubic foot of where something was,
5: oh, nice. um, which may be a little yeah. bit
1: excessive, but it was really well organized. And so when my grandma sent me down for, you know, last year's rhubarb, I could find it. Yeah.
5: Nice, a, it's a good system.
0: We've got, we got a good question in the live chat here from Chris, just in regards to rotating freeze
1: dried food. Um, do you, and if so, how often? Y- yes because yeah. I use it. So mm-hmm. I buy new stuff to replace it and put it in the back. Um, yeah. With freeze dried, right? There's not a lot that can go wrong as long as the packaging is intact. Yeah. So I wouldn't like, yeah, don't, I wouldn't overstock on freeze dried food either because it's not very good and not very good for you. But if you're going to be camping, then it's mm-hmm. great to have use yep. it while you're camping and then you buy more and put it at the back. So it, it like those things have a shelf life of like 10 or 20 years. So I wouldn't,
3: yeah. That's
2: what mine's often, for often isn't
1: isn't necessary, but um, yes, always be rotating yep. your rotating your stock. Also, it's you, it's a, it's a way to test your gear, right? And I don't know, I, have have we ever gone mm-hmm. an episode without saying test your equipment? Um, I think this is the first one. <laughs> this is the first time we've we've, yeah. we've said not we've said that you should test your equipment. So if, if this I is a new so, concept yeah. to you, mm-hmm. yeah. you should yeah. test all of your stuff, including your food preserves, so yeah. that you know that you can actually survive on this stuff, right? It, it's 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 one thing. It's one thing to say, "Yeah, I've got you know this 20-year supply of freeze-dried food in, in five-gallon buckets in my basement." It's quite another thing to actually open it up, eat one, and go, "This is absolutely horrific," and I'm not. I'm never going to eat this because um, freeze-dried food is not like it's really not very good. But it's yeah. lightweight. It's <laughs> easy to pack, and it's nutrient like it, it. It's nutrient dense and calorically dense. Yep. Um But it lasts uh, forever. Yeah, but it will not last forever. Like you, 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 don't have to as long as the packaging is intact. And I think that's kind of a good segue into why to rotate your food, right? Or what can go wrong. But especially if your packaging is damaged, throw it out. Um, but when mm-hmm. you're looking at your, when you're looking at like where to store it and how to store it, your your cans, right? Obviously, need to be stored somewhere where they're not going to get any water on them because rust is evil. Um, anything Nothing that's direct in sunlight. A- yeah definitely not yep. direct Dry, cool and dark. Cook. yep, yep. Um, anything that's in soft packaging like mylar bags protect it from damage especially if it's going to be long term storage stuff's going to have to get moved around so put it in 5 gallon buckets <laughs> label everything of course but make sure that you're like make sure that you're you're actually taking stuff out every once in a while inspecting it making sure it's not damaged and then trying some of it to make sure that you can still, you can actually stomach this stuff. Yep. Um, I remember, I forget which at which season of doomsday preppers it was, but there was one guy in a major urban center. It might've been New York city. And he had like 12 years of MREs in buckets under mm. his, containers under his bed. And you just know that that guy's never eaten an MRE before because you can't live on those for more than about no. three days. Yeah. Um, no. w- not Emergency with any, like you wouldn't, I wouldn't it. call it. Yeah. It's like, it's it's, it's, it's not tasty, and by by day three or four, your your colon is screaming at you. So, um, it's great to ha- it's great to have a few on hand, but l- l- let's not count on them. They're not they're not good. They're not good for you. So, um, it it should be part of your food stock for sure.
0: It's it's a handy thing to have, especially if you got to get up, run, and go. Like you said, it's light. It lasts forever, but you want something different to mix it up. Don't uh, don't rely absolutely. on freeze dried for absolutely everything because yeah you're going to get totally sick of it and yeah
1: you you want something different it's it's good to mix things up right exactly yeah. and, then, and like it's survival like survival in an emergency or, or thriving in, through an emergency is, is 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 you know 90% psychological and 10% physical you can put you can you can live like the human body can go through for 3 weeks without food you won't be thriving in that time but you can go 3 weeks without food you can't go 3 weeks eating the exact same thing nobody can you'll you just you, you want to be you end up bashing your head off the walls with, with the boredom and the repetition yeah. so have lots mm-hmm. of variety and again we're I think we've talked about this before just you know buy stuff that you like and that you're going to eat yeah. just buy more mm-hmm. of it it's not well, like that just works into, anyway.
3: yeah that works into how I was taught to do pantry is you record what you eat for the for a month here and months there and months there kind of thing throughout the year as to what you're actually eating you save your grocery bill basically for the whole year if you want to and see exactly what you're buying all the time and what you're eating all the time. And then start buying more and start buying more. So you have almost like a year's worth or six months worth in that pantry. At that point you're start rotating, you know, I got 12 cans of beans. Well, that's going to take me a month to go through. Okay. Well I need, you know, I need 148 cans of beans then, 144 cans of beans then to make it through a whole year. And now I can start rotating. That's a lot of cans of beans and people start actually thinking about it. They're like, oh, that's a lot of food, but that is what you're eating. So Mm -hmm. for all your mixes and recipes and that kind of thing throughout the year. So start recording what you're actually using and then just start buying more and start rotating through there. Now, if you have crops in your garden and stuff like that, you've got an annual rotation kind of happening already just naturally from doing that. You're like, oh, I still have f- 24 jars of potatoes left. Do I really need to jar up any potatoes this year? Maybe not, because I only go through two jars a month kind of thing on top of the regular potatoes I buy at the store. But what if that store isn't there anymore? Well, I need those. Oh, yes. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like you have to kind of figure out where the line in the sand is for what kind of food you want to have and how long you think you might be without food and without access to a grocery store. It could be a month sometimes right now. My current Walmart is shut down. The one next door to me here is shut down. So if I want to go to Walmart, I'd have to go all the way into town, which is another 30 K away. Yep. So all of a sudden the Walmart shut down. So I know there's people around me in the neighborhood. that are like, Oh, now I have to go to the grocery store now I have to go into town. If I want to go to Walmart to get this cheaper price, but now I'm paying, gas money to get there so it's a bit of a People like oh they just go to Walmart oh it's closed there's big trucks and everything there was a fire at the back of Walmart now it's closed so you never know when the stores are going to be closed just like when lockdown happened the the stores in my current area were closed for three days they weren't sure what to do so and then they're closed at only certain open at certain times because they don't have any staff etc so having that two to three months of extra food really is a good start in my opinion. And that's where you can start rotating. And if you want to build it up slowly over time to a year, then go for it. But that might be excessive, but <laughs> hey,
0: not, nothing hey, wrong with having a year. It's,
2: it's my pantry. Oh, <laughs> yep. well, exactly. And yeah. we all have different and, needs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you can come up, I know somebody put it in the show notes here and it was kind of my thing too. was have a, have a bit of a storage system so maybe put all your 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 pasta sauces or your your canned tomatoes put them all in one spot have your you know your pasta in one spot your rice maybe in one spot so almost sort of like minute mimicking a, a grocery store style of organization yeah. then it's second nature you 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 decide you want to make something you know exactly where you're going to get it you're not you're not you know opening shelves and looking at where would I put it and how long has it really been there and
3: Yeah, because I'm yeah. using like the last of my peanut butter this morning out of the jar. I'm like, okay Well, I've got four jars downstairs. I'm gonna go downstairs and grab a jar But now I've got a little list on the fridge where I'm like I pulled something out of the pantry I got to go get another one yep. so That's where the rotation comes in and that's a simple thing to do is to have that list there of, As soon as you leave the pantry. Oh, I took this out Yep. kind of a thing so have it as a separate area if you are going to be rotating longer term food storage not just the corner cabinet in the kitchen um, you want to have like an actual separate closet room whatever you want to be especially a nice basement dark room is the best it's nice and cool the one that doesn't have any ventilation going to it or turn off the ventilation to it so it's nice and cool in that room and dark and <laughs> keep it separate I'm like, yeah, honey, go down to the, go get some peanut butter in the pantry. We're down to like the last scoop here, kind of a thing. And he'll go down and grab it, and then I mark mentally on my brain or on my phone, yep, I need to get peanut butter next time I'm at the store. Yep. And if it happens to be on sale, I'll buy three instead of one. So it's one of those things where it's like you got to catch the sales also as to what you know that you eat, and just start stocking. It's it doesn't take too much actually. It's it's like an extra hundred bucks a payday, and you're you can be at a year out a year. So. Yep.
1: I started with like a little
3: bit less than that.
1: Yeah. To, to, and to that end, Carmen, if if you have stuff in your pantry that you can rotate through, then you only have to buy it when it's on sale. And exactly. It, 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 remo- it mm. removes the urgency, which is always nice. Yeah.
5: yeah. Especially yeah, spaghetti sure. sauce. A few <laughs> questions in the
1: chat. Uh, Eric, can you pull up this one from Kyle about the, uh, the O2 absorbers?
0: Sure.
1: Second. I love second. those. Where is it here? I saw it a second ago. It's a few up. Uh, oh, here it is. Got it. So not truly related, but how many O2 absorbers do you use for one gallon Mylar bags? I always add more for dense food and have been placing about uh, 2,000 for dense. Can I get away with less? Um,
3: you can with pasta, but not with flour. Yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah.
3: And um, I'd be careful
1: with the sugar. And don't put them in sugar.
3: Don't put them in sugar.
1: Um, it no will, sugars uh, at all. Yeah, it, will, it, will, it will attach to <laughs> your sugar. Um, the, another thing you can do is displace the oxygen before you seal the bag with uh, something like nitrogen or um, or carbon dioxide uh, in mm-hmm. a tank. So you can do that as well. No, um, so it's there, there there, dioxide, there not monoxide. Dioxide, not monoxide. Yeah. Yes, carbon mon- <laughs> monoxide bad. Carbon dioxide <laughs> is good. 23 minutes
0: in. There we He's
2: go. Yeah, we that pantry. There we go. <laughs> so making bets out there. 23 minutes. Yep. 23
0: minutes. <laughs> it was prompting I think, though. So does that count? Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So then uh, another good point from Unger. A few comments down yep. from that. Got it. Food prep requires rodent protection as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that's like... Yep. Same thing with the mylar bag bags, in right? In a bucket, right? So we said the same on thing shelf. with freeze-dried food. If it's if it's not, um, if it's not in a can, it's subject to damage. That includes pests um, like rodents. So make sure that you protect that, however you can. A bucket with a good sealing lid is great. Um, put it up, get it up off the ground. Right? Floods happen. I had a uh, I had a sump pump fail on me at random about I don't know about a month or so ago, and had five inches of water in my basement. Because nice. I am the way that I am, I had absolutely no damage other than having to replace my sump pump. But there was nothing <laughs> damaged because I made sure that all of my stuff was up off the floor, and we were good to go. Um, so yeah, when you're picking your storage location for your lock and for your rotation, prior to your rotation, pick a spot where it's safe and convenient.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then there was another one even further up from, yup, that's to laugh
3: mine's like down a hallway, around a corner, up another corner, and, around the corner, <laughs> and then open the door. And then finally there
1: <laughs> for what, what Canadian suppliers carry first in first out metal rack system that can sit on my HD. Now is that home Depot or heavy duty? Um, shoot me an email. Uh, Alan at PrepperPodcast.ca. If you can send me a picture of the shelving system that you have, and I bet you I can find you a supplier for it. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's, I mean, there are there are ways to make it easier, right? Especially with cans that that will uh, that will allow them to rotate, like allow you to, to kind of feed into the back and have them drop out the front. So, um, shoot me a picture with some de- or uh, an email with some details on that, and I'll find you a system for it. And if it's okay, let me know if it's okay to share that pic, like to share that with the uh, with the audience. We'll do a follow up on this at another at a, on a later episode, and we'll uh, we'll talk we'll talk about some ideas on that. But. Uh-huh. Even if you don't have a specific system for it, leave leave yourself enough room, like leave everything leave one can height or one package height in your shelving so you can reach to the back and push it and, and, and bring it forward. And that's that's kind of the the poor man's the poor man's way to to, to FIFO yeah. your stock.
0: Yeah. It's all about getting a system set up that works for you and works with your space that you have and then mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. sticking with it. That's the trick. If you don't <laughs> stick with it, it's just gonna fall apart.
1: So I can tell you from personal yeah. experience, the most important the, 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 the most important factor to sticking with it is making sure that everybody in the house understands the system. Because yep. if everybody understands the system, they are more likely to follow through with it. And if they don't, then even despite the best of intentions, they cannot keep it up.
3: No. Yep.
1: It's true.
0: And every once yep. in a while, you're going to stumble and you're going to do something differently. Of course. But you got to get back on track and, and carry on with the system because... It's Just the way it is, and it'll keep everything freshly rotated and yep, and good to go. Organize so your uh,
1: Brad,
2: Brad, being the new guy, what was your experience with the ice storm in a, in a pantry? Did you have one? How did it work? Is that something that jumped out at you right away that was not there that should have been? Or
4: uh, my parents have been out in the country, like, there's one sign in their town. It says the name of the town, both sides. There's no population count. You don't know if you're coming or going. <laughs> um, they. At that. Point, yeah, seriously, at that point, they had been there for over 30 years. And uh-huh. both of them came, both of them are, both my parents are uh, mill brats, army brats. So their parents had lots of food around all the time. My mom had a, I want to say about an eight foot by five foot quote unquote cold storage room in the basement. And she canned a lot of stuff when I was younger. So we had probably, I want to say about three weeks of food in the house at all times, even in Mm -hmm. good times, there was three weeks of food minimum in that house. Minimum. Uh, yeah, minimum, minimum. We had a big garden when I was growing up, lots and lots of vegetables, um, they have their own agricultural business. So we were never ever out of out of fresh fruit and vegetables as long as they were in season. We did fine. We actually had some of our neighbors who were also out of power. They came on our door and asked, "Hey, do you have some extra of this?" We don't have any. We can't get to the store. Absolutely. Here you go. My mom was definitely willing to share share alike with everybody.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: But nice. yeah, it it was it definitely opened my eyes. Like I said to, to the ice storm thing and my my house now I have a room in my basement. It is a it was a former bedroom. Um I think I have six shelves and a couple of cabinets in there that mm-hmm. are stocked full. I will never ever be without food and water. Nice. I still have yet to implement a good system of rotation hence why I'm here. But labeling <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, labeling is king. Labeling
3: well, is king. I have to yeah.
4: do some other stuff in my basement, but it's on the list of stuff to get done. Well,
3: there's a sharpie that lives in my pantry. When stuff comes in, it gets a label of when it came in. So I can even send anyone down there. They'll be I'll be like get the get the latest one, like the one that's the oldest. So even if stuff has been shifted by someone else, there's a there's a date on it. Oh well, this one's the oldest. I'm gonna grab the oldest and bring that back upstairs, because stuff does get shifted. There's no oh, <laughs> answer but yeah. about it. You start moving some stuff. Oh, I gotta put some more t- this or here. Oh, I got more five, four more peanut butters. I gotta put over here, kind of thing. All of a sudden, there's no dates, and you're like, oh, which one's the oldest? And you start looking by the Best Buy dates on some things, and you like, can't see it or it's not visible anymore because it's that old. <laughs> and then you're like, oh shoot. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat this now (laughs) because I don't know when it got here. So labeling is king. There's also um, besides the Sharpie, there's some, if you can't write with a Sharpie on the actual packaging, then I've got painter's tape and I can write on the painter's tape and stick that all the way around it if I have to. So there is always a way, but it's just, you got to have a, a plan of action. When it comes in, it gets a label and then it goes on the shelf. So I'm at the point now where I'm almost at like a year's worth of stock. So now I'm, I'm like, oh, well, I can't just put, you know, August 1st again (laughs) because there's other August Mm 1st. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to do something different now. (laughs) So it's, uh, you got to start changing it up a little bit. So yeah, the year, but labeling is the best thing. Instead of the date. I think so. Yeah. I did like August, 2020 last year. So now I'm doing August, 2021. (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's just do this.
1: (laughs) So when you're, when you're coming up with your organization system, start from the start from the most basic level which is your shelving. Um, the way I learned how to do this was each shelf gets a letter number, so each vertical each vertical section gets a letter number, each shelf gets a number usually from either from the bottom up or the top down and then for every foot of width on the on each shelf it gets another number. So shelf A11 would be in the bottom left corner and A14 across to the right and then Shelf A two would be the next one up. And as you're inventorying things, as you're keeping your log, you can put it, you can at least identify where things are within a foot. So if you want to get mm-hmm. that if you want to get that technical with it, which isn't a bad idea, then you can you can make everything easy to find. And then you can send anybody down there. Go to look for shelf B two. Section yeah. three, and you'll find it. You'll find it there, and at least you're narrowing it down to one area when you're when you're trying to when you're trying to find your stuff later. And I mean, our stuff just lives yeah. on a spreadsheet, so we can we can I can even search by I can search either by what it is or where I think it is, and I can find what I'm looking for.
3: And don't have too deep of a shelf. Uh, no. As soon as you get past 18 <laughs> inches, as soon as you get past that kind of arm length. Depth, you're never you're never going to see what's back there. Yeah. First of all, and second of all, you don't want to reach back there and get it. Totally it <laughs> to becomes covered far. in cobwebs
1: and dust and yeah,
3: and ap- then it's just it. spider fodder, yeah. And you're just like, ah, oh, I can't do this. Speaking of spiders, keep your spiders out. Um, yeah. Webbing and stuff like that can degrade your packaging. The silk sits on it and degrades the packaging and things like that. Depending on what it is, um, but they're just they just create their own dust piles basically. So if you can spray for spiders within this area first before you put your shelving in just that defected yep. stuff around the edges and where you go. Melissa's yep. well, got a good
0: point in the, well. uh, the live chat here as well. It says don't have too hive
1: shelf. Absolutely. a point.
3: Oh, yeah. Paper products on top. That's where the toilet paper goes.
1: Yep. 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 And, and, <laughs> and when you're, when you're stocking your shelves, always stock the, the heaviest stuff on the bottom and the lightest stuff on the top. Paper products are the perfect example of light stuff that goes on top. Um, and not too high as relative to how tall you are, or how once you're willing to climb. But um, in an emergency, you want the least instability possible. Um, it would suck to count to, to add a, a, a fall off a ladder to a. To an ice storm problem, so yep. don't uh, or
0: dropping a heavy object on a foot or something like that. Or dropping,
1: yeah, or dropping a heavy object that uh, that mm-hmm. you that you mishandle. Um, so keep the heavier stuff on the bottom; it's less likely to fall. And, and also mind the weight ratings on your shelves. So, if, especially if you're building your own, um, be really really careful that you're not ex- ex- overextending. So a lot of a lot of shelf mm-hmm. manufacturers, like the the commercial stuff, are four feet wide. So if you're trying to do like a ten foot run, there's probably a reason that you can't buy them like
2: that. shorter the better
1: actually
2: Hmm. yeah carmen made the comment where she said keep the paper or the toilet paper on top um stocking isn't just food no it's it's the other things that you're going to need like the toilet paper the paper towels maybe laundry and laundry soap and dish soap and 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 that kind of stuff it's not you know don't limit yourself to just food there's other things you know
1: Life straw water filters, just in case, <laughs> just for Ian, cause he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's and all all the things too, yeah. you use on a on a daily basis, and use that same system of rotating mm-hmm. those items as well that you use for your food. So again, it's not a you know buy a, a skid of laundry detergent and just leave it sit in your basement forever, hoping that you know they never have to use it, but. All of a sudden, you 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 know, shit hits the fan. now you you rotate that stuff as well. Everything gets rotated mm-hmm. and used. Everything has a purpose. It's not just a throw it in the corner and, and wait for for shit to hit the fan. It's uh, everything has rotation to it, so it's always fresh. It's always new, and um, and then that way, when there's a rush on toilet paper because of COVID, you already have some. I, I yeah. still don't understand that. I, I still, still really get don't get that. Yeah, it's a respiratory illness.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey. Eh. Well. Toothbrushes <laughs> and toothpaste. Oh yeah, Freya, Freya makes a great makes a great mm-hmm. uh, point there. Toothbrushes and toothpaste. Um, what movie was it uh, with Tom Hanks and the the volleyball uh, castaway?
5: Castaway. And
1: and, and, and a, like yes, an Sam. abscess, an abscess tooth <laughs> caused him caused him an, an absolute ton of problems. Um, yep. mm-hmm. Take care, take care of your teeth. Like you don't want you don't want to compa- You want you want to make you want to make your emergency the least bad possible. Yep. So. Keeping keeping all those things on hand, and again rotating through them so that the most current stuff is at the front, um, and where it is, uh, you know, keep it keep it in in the same place so everybody knows where to find it, um, and then just uh, you know however it is that you however it is that you stock it right, um, like we keep all of our all of our stuff for the for the uh, uh, for the bathrooms in clear like in clear bins, but toothpaste is all stock is all like stocked in a row. You take, from, you take from the back. We, we take from the back and add to the front because I find that the easiest, but um, just because it's in a bin, so you're not fighting against the wall over time, but it, it that makes it easier. Yeah.
3: I think when it comes to the stocking of what's in your house, there was, oh, I, can, I wish I knew, remember who it was. It was a YouTube video way back when. Um, when I first, very first started thinking about stocking more than the regular stuff in the house. And the girl was like, go through your house, whatever you're touching every single day, those are the things you're gonna wanna touch every single day when this shit hits the fan. So your toothpaste, your toothbrush. Oh, I have an upset tummy on Friday nights almost all the time because I eat really spicy food. I'm gonna need gastrointestinal issues for medications. Oh, I'm touching this toilet paper. I'm touching this paper towel. I'm touching this food. I'm touching you know, this, this, and that, and the next thing. And I did that for almost a month, just thinking of what I was touching all the time and using all the time. And that really affected what I stocked first as to what I got going in the pantry first, because those are the things that I'm using all the time. Not I'm just pretty
1: sure that was, uh, that was Morgan, Morgan at Rogue Preparedness. I'm pretty sure I, 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 I could remember have been that video. Her. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, she was like, and she, she, yeah, she's fantastic, the house. But yeah, oh, she's good. Yeah, yep. I think that might have been her. But it was whatever you touch, think about getting extra. And then just look for the sales. It doesn't take that long for things to rotate and come back into sale. Oh, yeah, I use this shampoo all the time. I really love it. Oh, it's on sale. I'm going to buy two this time instead of one. I'm going to buy four this time instead of one. Everything
1: everything at Canadian Tire goes on sale about four times a year. So -hmm. if you miss this sale, you just got to wait three more months, and it'll it'll come around again. And we should all know by this point to not buy anything at full price at Canadian Tire. I hope we know that.
3: Yeah, I just got my cabinets yep. at one hundred and thirty-five bucks off. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: the clearance prices just are crazy. Price. <laughs> <laughs> Darren's got a good point in the live chat here. Uh, stock clerks don't always follow the first in, first out. So check the dates before
1: you buy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and that's, also a, that's also that's also a hint, right? If you're putting something away for longer term, maybe don't grab the one that's on the front of the that's at the front of the shelf. Yeah especially if you're getting a case of something, feel free to take from the back. And I, I'm sure that my local grocery store owner is losing his mind for me saying that, but as long as you're neat and tidy about it, um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take from the back from them as well.
3: Uh, Freya, the next comment down from that one, just after Darren's there, She says about you use your clothes every day. This is another factor. where, Yeah, I have extra clothes set aside. I have extra fabric set aside. I have extra sewing needs and things like that set aside. If I had to, I do know how to make my own clothes. I do know how to make my own jeans. (laughs) They'd be like pajama pants jeans, but they would still be jeans. Um, I do know how to do those kind of things, but a lot of people don't think about that. Like Your clothes are going to wear out eventually. What are you going to do when there's no Amazon or Walmart to go buy a pair of cheap jeans at it's going to be how do I make fabric how do I do this I'm going to have to talk to the lady down the road with sheep you know what I mean so it's going to get a little weird if it ever got that bad but I think at the same time if the stores do close for a little while or the supply chain stops okay well an Amazon teacher is going to turn into a hundred dollar item no yep. <laughs> I'm going to buy it at ten bucks <laughs> right now and have it in my closet and I'm yep. fine for the next couple of years hopefully so she made a good point there actually
0: that's a very good point point. Oh, and shoes too i just got another point here about pet food. It's a good idea.
3: Pet food is is hard because there is a lot of grease in pet food, even the kibble. So it doesn't last that long out of the research that I've been doing. I'm better off canning fish or cheap meat on the side and having that for longer term if I needed to and rotating that through with dog food, beef kind of a thing. Um, cause the actual kibble itself will go bad after six to eight months, even if it is air sealed, cause there's grease and oils in there. It's just kind of like nuts that way. And it just goes kind of rancid after a while. It's kind of gross. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's an experiment I didn't want to do, but I did it. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard with pet food, especially at this point, I'm actually considering rabbits for my dogs. So yeah. just frozen bunnies for them. But, uh, that's a... Another discussion for another
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> it's an option nonetheless.
3: It's an option. I might have to get nope. to that level someday.
0: <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, but getting back to food rotation, another um, another reason to do food rotation, it just gives you opportunity to do regular inventory because right? you've got your hands on all the items that are in your stockpile. You have the opportunity to look at everything that's there and realize where your gaps are and realize what you need to go out and grab on sale or realize what is missing or or realize what may be damaged um, and needs to be replaced. Um, so it's, it's again, getting into that habit of just actually looking at your stockpile, looking at what's there, looking at what you need and addressing uh, the shortcomings and, and finding out what uh, what else you need to add to it or subtract
1: or what's working well or what's not. And also, to further to Eric's point, take a look at what's been sitting there not moving for quite some time. Yeah. Um, if it's something that's not part of what you're going to eat, then trade it with somebody else who might want some and make more room to stock up on what you want. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hmm. But yeah, it's all... Like you said, it, It's there's always that big misconception in the preparedness community that you just... Take a bunch of food, stick it in the corner and ignore it. No. But that's that's not going to help anybody because you're going to come back to yeah. use it. If you do need it and it's going to be bad, it's going to be infested with bugs, it's going to be damaged or or who knows what else has happened to it in that amount of time. Or uh, it's just so not very good. Or, so, or you just don't like it and it's not good. Yeah. So make sure that you're, like we said, you're, you're tasting what you're storing. You're actually storing what you like. Uh, and that's going to be different for everybody. Um, so if you you hop into Google and you just start researching what food should I store, well that might be good for the person that wrote the article, might not be good for you. So so take some time and and figure out what yeah. actually works for you and anybody that's going to be at your home uh, should a uh, should hit the fan situation occur, uh, because if uh, I I can't picture anything worse than being stuck in the middle of a, a bad situation and realizing all the food that uh, that I have I don't like. That's yeah. just gonna ten times. That worse. just that just makes
1: that makes a bad situation worse.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Jason has a question about medical supplies. Um, <laughs> we did a couple of episodes about that, including one with uh, Doctor Alton, and yep. that would be that that would probably be your best resource. Um, it's it's going to be basically the same thing: the stuff you use, the stuff you anticipate, the stuff you know how to use, and, uh, and lots of it. <laughs> yeah, and lots and lots and lots of painkillers. Um, yeah. Check, check in, check in with Scott if he ever comes back on the on the app on the show about how to get those. Um, he's got access he's, to the good stuff. Um, he's in the he's in the live chat here. Yeah, I mean. He is live chat. He could be bothered he's to slowly, to join us on the air.
0: He slowly has one foot out the door, exit stage <laughs> left. So he's gone from coming on and talking to getting his wood gasifier episode to lurking in the live chat. So I suspect shortly he'll just be gone in the wind.
3: Now when it when it comes to medical prescriptions though, you can request if your doctor, if you want to have held at home, say I need to start rotating my meds, I'm just scared if there's a lockdown up ahead, that kind of a thing. Doctors are a little more lenient about that now. Um so you can get
5: As
3: long as it's, you know, <laughs> it's not opioid Yeah. Yeah. Then you're up the up the creek a little bit on those. Um but things like insulin, for instance. I have a girlfriend who has insulin and she has a little extra couple extra doses kind of a thing for in case she can't get into a pharmacy for up to two weeks now. So she's up to two weeks saving, but I think she's done that by just not taking it. Oof, um,
1: that's not good.
3: So which is not good, but at the same time it's yeah. They're not, it's a regulated substance still, so she has to be, has to do it somehow. She's like, yeah, I'm good up until two weeks, and then, uh, yeah. (laughs) So, with prescriptions, uh, double check with your doctor what you can get, and then with the supply shortages right now, that's another thing, is stuff's coming from other foreign countries by ship for our medications now, so... I would stock up, especially if China decides to close the border or stop India from sending anything over or anything Mm -hmm. like that happens on that side of the Pacific. It could get kind of dicey real quick. And all of a sudden there's no drugs coming because I think it's something like 80% of our drugs comes from the the east. Yep. Like it's not here. It's not in North America. They're coming from over there. So it's kind of. Yep. I'm glad I'm not on prescriptions. Let's put it that way. (laughs) I'm really happy Uh. I'm not on.
1: So, Hags the, the, Hags, the answer, Hags does stuff. The answer to your question is um, rapidsurvival.com or get your own <laughs> free, freeze dryer and learn how to do it yourself, which is significantly more fun.
3: Those are true. expensive. Yeah. They are,
1: but they're a good time.
3: Yeah, I want one. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: it's- Questions
0: yeah, um, to um, that in the live chat as well. That uh, freeze dried food is expensive and uh, limited variety, which is true. Uh, and best to buy freeze dryer and uh, make your own. So yeah, bang on. I, I love freeze Darned expensive. They sure are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, the uh, the whole medication topic is is a popular one for for rotation oh yeah. as well. It's uh, yeah, especially and especially yes, if you're on medication. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's a trick. It's a tricky one, and it's 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 a hard one to navigate because you're gonna you're gonna run into a lot of brick walls trying to get more from a from a doctor. But
1: yeah, well, and to to Kyle's point here, the in the latest comment, how to stock up on meds like lidocaine, you, you simply can't unless you have a reason to have lidocaine. Um, you're mm-hmm. not going to get a prescription for it, so you're either stealing it, which we definitely don't recommend or condone or endorse, or you have to find somebody that can get it and get some for you. Um, all of those, most of those medications have a fairly short life cycle and rely on a solid supply chain to keep hospitals and 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 clinics supplied. Um, I don't know if it's common knowledge or not, but every prescription medication that comes into on, that comes into at least Ontario um, comes through one central repos- repos- repository in Toronto, uh, which is the largest vault in in Canada, by the way. Um, oh, cool. And then it goes and then it goes out by courier to the individual um, to the individual pharmacies. So there's um, there's 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 limited access to it. It's a uh, but things like Tylenol, Advil. A five, three, five, you know, yeah. stuff like that. If you can get it on the shelf and don't be afraid to ask your pharmacist for what they have behind the counter. Like really. There's, um, you can buy Tylenol with codeine. It's not as, it's not as strong as prescription Tylenol or is like the, the T2s and T3s that you would get from your doctor, but you can get Tylenol with codeine over the counter. You just have to ask mm-hmm. your, uh, your doctor yeah. for it or your pharmacist, I should say. They're,
4: T- they're T1s or something, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're, T- they're T1s, essentially. So it's 500 mgs mm-hmm. of uh, yeah. of acetaminophen and a certain amount of codeine that's below prescription level. Um, and then T2s are the first ones up, and I forget how much. It's like 750 and... Seven fifteen I want to say like five. Scott can correct me on this. I want to say it's like five micrograms of uh, of codeine and then um, it goes it goes up from there, but you can get the lowest level without a prescription, but it's not on the shelf. Mm-hmm. You, you just have to ask you just have to ask the, the pharmacist for it. Ask them it. for it. Um, and yeah. so yeah. find out from your pharmacist what else you have what else they have yeah. that would be good for that would be good for storage if you're gonna be in a remote area.
5: And I I or mean ask me a question.
1: If you, yeah, if you want to, if you want to keep like you're not, you're not going to get fentanyl patches or anything, but you're going to, uh, um, Thank goodness. you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to get <laughs> something a little bit, a little bit stronger, a little bit more yep. potent that will buy you some time for you to get access to proper healthcare. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierre's got
0: a couple of good, uh, options here as well, as far as yeah, regular Advil, Tylenol, uh, upset stomach stuff, like all that kind of re- regular things you can buy over the counter. And uh, to Alan's point, there's no harm in going and, and chatting with your pharmacist and just saying, hey, I'm going on an extended trip where I'm not going to have access to things. What can I bring? You don't have to tell them that you're stockpiling stuff just because, you know, something might happen down the road.
1: Yeah, just going mm-hmm. on an
0: extended trip and they're more than happy to answer the question for you. And then you get some information and you can
1: add a few things to your, uh, your stockpile. Yep, and Kyle says that he should be stocking whiskey instead. Um, yeah, whiskey, bourbon, <laughs> and uh, and beer like a, like an absolute ton of beer. Oh, so um, I have a lot of I have wine. Bartering or wine? Yeah, wine. Whatever, whatever your whatever your favorite flavor is. But um, and that I mean that works on so many levels too. Like we've talked about bartering uh, on a number of episodes. And uh, again, I remember I forget. I think it was Popular Mechanics um they were, they interviewed like a, a neighborhood of people there were like four or five people in this neighborhood that didn't leave after didn't leave in advance i forget which hurricane but they said like you the like, cash was completely useless but you could get anybody to do, you could get people to do just about anything for a case of beer um, yep. so even if it's not for you right having a few cases of beer on hand or a bottle of whiskey so hotel um, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep so, um, uh, so having now, a
4: thousand rolls of toilet paper is good
1: I mean, there's never—it's never a bad idea to have a thousand rolls of toilet paper. It oh. might be excessive. It might be a little less. I mean, it, it makes great Maybe fire starters. It makes you know whatever. <laughs> but whatever works for you, right? Um, and if you've got room for a thousand rolls of toilet paper, then you know, as long as all of your other preps are met, then go for it. Um, yeah. And uh, and yeah, like, and you can use um, you can use alcohol. For all kinds of other things, it's not just for getting, not just for taking the edge off when when, when you've had a long day, um, right? You yep. can you can use that to make all kinds of other things, um, and this would be a great time to plug Dark Alton's new book, <laughs> <It would be. laughs> I guess yep. um, the uh, the the Wilderness Survival Handbook or Wilderness Medicine Handbook, sorry, um, mm-hmm. Survival Medicine Survival, survival medicine, medicine, medicine Handbook. Survival yeah. Medicine Handbook. Boy, yep. too many. Uh, Uh, It's too much medicinal brandy tonight.
0: Um, (laughs) Great book. And it's, Fourth edition just came out.
1: Fourth edition is uh, is just is just uh, just dropped, and uh, yep. we we're waiting for shipping to Canada because uh, Doctor Altman's a good friend of our good friend of the show. He's been on a couple of times. Um, I've read the. I think I have one. the second version on paper, uh, and I think I have the third version as a as a uh, as a PDF. And uh, I'm looking forward to the fourth version or the fourth edition. I'm gonna I'm gonna yep. get that added to my added to my bookshelf uh, as soon as we can get it up here. So it's a f- um,
0: fantastic resource to have, and he's updated yep. a lot of the. Um, mm-hmm. The, the various pages, different um, graphics, different uh, depictions of how to do things, and uh, just updated uh, items in the book. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to getting it up here because it's it's released in the states. It's coming I'm up this right way. It. Just just takes them yep. some time to get it here. So,
1: yeah, well, they got to they got to take care of themselves first, and then and then yep. other people put their own oxygen masks on or something. Exactly, uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And,
0: uh, and I
2: think um, in the uh, in the comments that I think uh, Scott's been paying Unger under the table.
0: I think so, yeah. 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 To, there
2: to use the wood gasifier to power your, uh, as a power generator to keep your freezer frozen. <laughs>
0: yeah, Scott, we, we, found your, down, we found your uh,
2: alternate username. a little bit so I think him and Scott are uh, in cahoots here. I think
0: Unger is Scott.
1: I, I think they're the same person. Yeah. Yep, they must be. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, so getting back to uh, food rotations, uh, just a quick recap. Rotate your stuff out. Make sure that you know what you like and what you don't like. Uh, keep things fresh. Don't just throw it in the corner and and forget about it for years on end. Um, and take the time to set up a proper, organized system that everybody in your household knows how to how is going to be utilized. Um, date everything. Label, label, label. So label. <laughs> uh, and then when you you think you've labeled enough, label some more.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then that helps you kind of keep things on track. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's dispel the whole myth of just buying a whole bunch of stuff, throwing it in the corner and leaving it. That's Although not, um,
1: you, you could buy a whole bunch of stuff from Rapid Survival, throw it in the corner and then in 10 years buy more stuff from Rapid Survival because you let the other stuff go bad. Um, you could do that. Sure,
0: sure, I will happily take your money.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. I think it's good to do a <laughs> practice can, run at please. least one month yes. of the year yep. and 100%. Don't, just don't go to the grocery store for the whole month. Yep. Just don't go. Just stop yep. going for at least four weeks, solid, nice. or even at least one, even one or two weeks for some people, and just see what happens. How are you accessing your larder? How are yeah. you going into the pantry? What are you actually missing? For me, it's probably more, more like milk, but I've got milk now. But I have to yep. deal with powdered milk flavors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great
0: point. Run, yeah, yeah run a test.
3: Run a Rather test on being, yourself.
0: Yeah, a couple it's of days, a like, oh, couple the of weeks, a month.
3: Run a test yeah. so, um, yeah. I can yeah, probably well, go two weeks yeah. before I even hit the store actually. So, I yeah, one well, time is
0: good, and you've got the safety net where you can go to the store if you absolutely have to. Why not run the test and, and see how things work? Great idea!
3: Oh, Freya, she's like, What yeah. if the world falls apart that month? Well, well, then you're in there, you're going, girl. Yep. <laughs> you're going. Then it you're is what it, 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 it <laughs> is, yep. <laughs>
0: then you just carry on, yep, <laughs> keep going anything all
2: right i know we gave you a bit of grief but you're a like-minded person and we all are like that and it's just a uh just uh yeah. we appreciate you being here we're just kind of giving you the gears that's all yeah.
1: and we really we really do appreciate the uh all, all the chatter in the in the live it, it makes this mm-hmm. so much more fun oh does
0: it ever yeah yeah certainly appreciate everybody chatting away in the live chat and giving us uh, mm-hmm. giving us things to talk about because it's uh just shows that you're out there and you're listening. So.
1: Yep. Um, fresh vegetables. Uh, sorry, one one last one here before, sure, we, uh, yeah. before we move on. Like fresh vegetables, really hard to store long term. Uh, I think that kind of did the the, the, the cross purposes being fresh and all. Um, but you can take those great vegetables, can them into things that are still really tasty and delicious. And uh, go back mm-hmm. what was that four or five episodes ago. We had Carmen on for uh, mm-hmm. uh, for kind of the, the the deep dive into canning. Canning's where it's at. <laughs> yeah. And, uh,
3: um,
1: and that would be great. And then
3: I was uh, I was just going to add that, um, even in the winter, you can grow lettuce in your windowsill. Sure. You can grow a lot of vegetables inside in a windowsill. They don't need a lot of light. They just need to have the, you know, the water and the sunlight kind of a thing. So if you do have seeds stored away, which is another thing you should have, um, hard, not uh, I can't talk right now. <laughs> So organic seeds, seeds that you can reproduce the seeds from year after year after year. So heritage seeds, things like that. You can grow right in your house. You can have a grow light bulb above your romaine salad that's growing there and take a couple of leaves off a day just to keep some freshness coming. So um, lettuce seed is so cheap, like super cheap. Like you can get 10,000 lettuce seeds for like five bucks. Like it's crazy cheap lettuce seed, especially if you buy it in bulk like they do for the the big um, places. So... Um, Just go online and get some of the basics that you do eat. For me, I love romaine. I like it fresh. So I'm planting it every four or five weeks. I have romaine lettuce planted, and it comes up, and I get to eat it. So, And you can chop away at it, and it just keeps growing, so (laughs) it's kind of nice that way. Um, But for fresh veggies, carrots, lettuce, things like that, you can still grow those inside. They're just a little more stringy. They're just a little bit off kilter. Um, you can't do, like, potatoes or corn or anything. That's just way too big for inside the house. But definitely lettuces for sure. So at least have your salad with your uh, freeze-dried chicken on top. <laughs> and, so, if you, and if, you're, like if you happen
1: to be an, ex- an expert in hydroponics, we want to hear from you. And uh, we'll, get oh, you, yeah. we'll get you on another episode because that's a whole different branch of uh, of, of growing and being mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. Oop, so we're losing it. And Alan is turned into a robot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, like he was just mentioning that if uh, we had uh, a suggestion here in the live chat in regards to an episode on hydroponics, which I think ties in quite nicely to uh, food rotation that we've been talking about this evening. So yeah, if uh, if you're out there and you know anything about hydroponics, we'd love to have you on the, the chat about it because that is actually mm-hmm. something that's in the uh, in the list of uh, topics we'd like to cover at some point. But with that, uh, does panel have any other final thoughts on food rotation before we move towards the podcast challenge? All right. So, podcast challenge. So, set up a system uh, or plan to rotate your reserves. Uh, estimate when you purchase things that don't have dates on them. So, basically, get a system set up that works for you. Put it in place. And then flip us an email at uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. And uh, let us know what system works for you. And uh, maybe it'll help uh, spark somebody else in getting a system set up uh, on their end of things. Uh, upcoming events. Uh, so we've got uh, mapleseedrifleman.com uh, slash events. Check it out. Get out to a, uh, a shooting range somewhere and put some rounds down range and have some fun.
3: Ah, oh, can't wait.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, took my of- pal three weeks ago. Nice. So the, the hurry up and wait for the license in the mail. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> It'll come out eventually. Oh, yeah. uh, deal of the week. So uh, thanks to listener Jason uh, sent in uh, on the Facebook chats, uh, a suggestion. Uh, Princess auto has a braided nylon paracord uh, 50 feet uh, for $2.99 or a hundred feet at four ninety nine with a 110 Ooh. pound working load. So not too bad
3: oh, i love so princess
0: check, auto yeah so check that out <laughs> i think we're gonna have to start hitting princess auto up for a sponsorship or something because it seems like every other week <laughs> we're uh, we're plugging a product for them <laughs> but uh, there's your deal of the week uh shout outs so uh alan since he decided to turn into a robot and disappear into the abyss that is the internet i uh, had a shout out <laughs> to uh, ethan out in the yukon who is listening in Uh, This is always great to hear from you and I hope the journey is treating you well.
3: And I have a shout out to West Coast Seeds. I got my package for the following year already. So I'm ahead of the season for next year and awesome packaging. It came in really nice and I'll probably buy some more over the winter. And I've got my name down for some seed potatoes come the spring also. So they put a little note on there that they, that I've got my reserve. So I'm happy about that. Um, but yeah, great place, organic heritage seeds, awesome website too. Very easy to go through and, uh, yeah, just a good company. I like them. Nice. All
0: right. We'll move into, uh, email iTunes reviews. So we've got an email from uh, listener, Marcus in Sweden. So we're, uh, Ooh. Yeah, we're we're making the distance of the podcast. This is good. Uh, It says, hi, I thought I'd share some news from over here as well. Uh, Sweden moves to remove the last bans and restrictions introduced during COVID. Uh, As stated in the article, we never had a hard lockdown for good or worse, but it seems we uh, currently are heading for a complete opening again with no restrictions uh, on spectators and sporting events or in bars, restaurants, religious gatherings, and so on. Uh, Last statement says there will be no uh, vaccination certificate required to attend any activities. Personally, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Take care and keep up the good work. And that's from Marcus. So Mm. happy to hear things are going well over in Sweden. And uh, with that, I'll bring episode number 130 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or, of course, your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out. Submit a review. It helps other people find us. Jeff, you mind stealing we out? We record
2: these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when you're going live. Uh, If you want to reach Alan, who wanted to run away, he can be reached, (laughs) Alan, with one L, at uh, prepperpodcast.ca. And I can be reached, uh, being the gray man, just that feedback at (laughs) prepperpodcast.ca.
3: I can be reached at microsetting at gmail.com, and I would love to connect with others, so drop me a line. Talk to you soon. Uh,
0: Anywhere in specific, you want people to get a hold of you, Brad?
4: No, not yet. I don't have anything set up. Fair uh... <laughs> enough.
0: No problem. Uh, you can not always publicly flip an email. yet, anyway. You can always flip an email yeah. to feedback at prepwarepodcast.ca for Absolutely. Brad as well if you'd like. And uh, I know where to get him, so I can send the question to him. Uh, for me, uh, check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me or, uh, yeah, get me there on the live chat if I could talk. Um, you can also email me at feedback. <laughs> it's at contagious, I'm sorry. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, just,
5: it's, it's like a yawn,
0: right? All of a sudden, nobody can talk. Uh, So yeah, you can put me an email at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. And uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And keep
2: learning.